Good morning, yeah, it's Miranda. So, God gave me a new word. Um, it's transition, and so now I have a part three. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, um, I just I can't really go to sleep. It's like real early in the morning. Um, I took off work because. Excuse me, guys. I didn't really feel the best, and I had to go get an x-ray done. There's just been a lot of issues going on with, like, some breathing and um, not really feeling my best the last couple months. Um, but that's okay. Um, even though I feel weak, I know that is a time when God is most strongest. So whatever he's doing, I'm just trying to let him have his way and him do what he needs to in my life. Even though if I don't fully understand it, that's okay. Um, however, the word that he gave me for part three is transition. And, you know, it's kind of what I've been going through the last couple months, actually. Actually, this whole year. Like, God's been transitioning me from living life, a lifestyle of one way, and trying to live a completely different lifestyle. But the thing with transition is that... Um, if God were to dump everything on us all at once, it'd be way too overwhelming and we would not want to follow him. We would not want to do his will. We would want nothing to do with it. And so we'd probably be like Jonah times 10 and just run completely away. So God breaks things down little by little. And that's why it's important to know that he can do a lot with a little and, it's also important to know that when you're going through transition, like, and I struggle with this a lot, like, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I would beat myself up all the time because I couldn't get things right or I just, I wasn't doing it fast enough or I didn't think I was doing it right. And I basically forgot to show myself a lot of self-grace and self-love in this area because, you know, like, especially in the area of, of time management, like, it was, I've been struggling for years with trying to be on time to places and it was just because I didn't understand the concept of time and what God revealed to me was time management isn't exactly time management issue it's actually more of a preparation issue like the more prepared you are with like your laundry and your dishes and your cooking and all this stuff that's actually what really allows people to be on time to places is because they have things done ahead of time which allows them to um, get where they need to go because everything that they need to do during the day is much easier to do because it's already done. Um, or it's basically like if you have if you have to make food before you go to work, it's a lot harder to make food for work when you have to sit and clean all the dishes before you can like even use those dishes or those um, tools, uh, utensils and stuff just even make the dish that you're trying to make like the meal before you can even go to work um, plus have clean containers to even put anything in it so and I know most people be like well why would you not even do your dishes it's like that's not the point the point here is that I'm giving you an example so <laughs> and then versus uh if you had clean 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 dishes everywhere 
you don't even have to think about it. You just jump up and you're like, oh, I need this bowl to put my, you know, casserole in and I need this pan and I need these other dishes in order to make the casserole. And once you put the the casserole in the oven, that gives you about an hour to kind of like do your laundry. So like you already have it done and you can do that. And then you have free space to start doing your, your homework assignment or to start um, working on your online business or doing whatever it is. And so like, that's where God had to get me because my mindset used to be do everything all at once, because I'll be honest, back when I used to party and everything, I would do nothing for like Monday through Friday. And then Saturday would roll around. Well, basically Friday night, I would like party and then maybe Saturday night and then Sunday, no one's really doing anything on a Sunday. So (laughs) that's the day I would use. Um, I'll be honest. Sometimes I would go to church back then. I wasn't exactly going to church just because like all my lifestyle was partying. So this was like 2015. Okay. 2015, 2016, that's what my lifestyle was. And then Sunday, I would use one day to basically get caught up with everything. And I have ADHD. So it's like back then I was hyper-focused and I would just get it done, knock it out, be done. And I would do this week after week. And that worked for me in that season. But, you know, um, God flat out makes it clear that what works for you in one season will not work for you in another So there comes the time period where you're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to make changes. You're going to have to, you know, and it's hard to break habits. It really is. Um, I don't care what anyone says. I'm sorry. It's just, I don't. A habit is really hard to break, even if it's a good habit. Um, The point is, is that if God needs you to change your mindset, your ways of thinking, if he needs you to change it up as far as how you approach situations or how you respond to things. If he needs you to change your daily routine or your weekly routine, your workout routine, if he needs you to change, um, going from the gym to working at home, if he needs you to think about like COVID and everything, how it completely flipped everyone upside down. Like people who like me used to be very outgoing and, busy, busy, always on the go, you know, now they're stuck at home. They can't really go anywhere. can't do anything. That's detrimental to not your mental health, but just your overall health, because some people really can't go. They can't work out unless they go to the gym, just because if they live in a small apartment or maybe they live, you know, in a house that's very old and they can't have a whole lot of weights or anything like that, just because it can break the floor. Like, those kinds of things. And yes, that is a real thing because let's just be honest. Like if people don't update certain things in their house all the time, one blow with a dumbbell and it's like that floor is a goner. So, (laughs) um, now you're going to have to pay for a hole in the floor, but, uh, unless you put a rug over it, but, (laughs) but basically, um, my point here is that whatever it is that God's asking you to work on or that he's asking you to make changes in, it's going to take time. And this is where I would beat myself up because, you know, I would think that I'm at point A, but I want to be at point B. And God's like, well, you're going to get to point B, but there's a process that you have to go through in order to get from point A to point B. And this is where like size of your steps matters. Um, 
if God is asking you to do the little tiny baby steps, think about like if you're trying to quit smoking. Um, I've been using this term a lot lately. Um, I don't know why. It's just like a very simple um, example to go by, I guess. Excuse me, guys. Like I said, God woke me up to talk about this, so I feel very tired, but I'm going to get it out there. I'm doing my best, so bear with me. Um, yeah, if you are, uh, if you're smoking, which I haven't smoked, but I know a lot of family members and friends who have smoked, and I've only known one of my family members who just up and quit smoking, just like cold turkey, um, and he actually has not smoked since to this day since that, but I also know other family members who have smoked and they've tried everything and they, the only way for them to do it is to gradually take themselves off of it because if they do it cold Turkey, then they'll just fall right back into it. Um, cause their, their body kind of goes into a shock. And also the same analogy that you could use for this would also be like, if you're going from eating unhealthy to eating healthier, if you straight up just eat healthy straight for a week, like you're basically going to cause your body to go into shock. And then you're going to, especially with the blood sugar levels, like, and this happens to me almost every time. I'll be honest. You think I would learn it by now. Cause I'm hypoglycemic. <laughs> you think that I would learn my lesson by not cutting sugar out cold turkey and just gradually reducing the amounts of sugar that I eat when I start transitioning to eating healthier but I actually don't (laughs) and because my my focus is the goal which is I want to eat super healthy it's like okay good but then I forget I'm hypoglycemic and if I begin eating too healthy too soon and not enough sugar is in my diet I crash, I almost want to binge eat, and it's all the bad things I shouldn't be eating, and it's because my body just literally got ripped away from the sugar, or like, the sugar got ripped away from my body, and now it's like my body's going like, what the heck, like, we need sugar, and <laughs> and so I start eating things like, like, I'll go to Casey's, that's a gas station for those of you who don't know, and I will like, get like three donuts I'll get like a soda and like two pieces of pizza (laughs) for myself like and I'll eat the whole thing no shame like I'll eat all of it and like I should be a lot bigger than what I am but praise God for that because I'm not but (laughs) but my point is is that it'll backfire if I don't at least include a certain amount of sugar every day like and start dwindling it down gradually Um, Because you have to get your body introduced to the idea of removing the sugar. Because if you do it cold turkey, then it's going to backfire. And same thing with smoking. Like for most people, if you, because you built a habit, your your body is used to the nicotine, just like your body was used to the sugar. And there's certain levels that you need to maintain it in order for your body to be satisfied. So that's why you end up increasing it more and more. And so if you were to gradually, like, let's say you smoked like 10 cigarettes a day. I don't know if that's a, if that's really high or not to some people. I don't know. But like, let's say you smoked 10 a day. So like you would start out like maybe, I don't know if you do like week one, 
start out with like 10 and then by week two, reduce it down to nine week three, you know, reduce it down to eight. And then, cause I, I have done this with soda. I used to drink like 12 sodas a day. Yeah. Like 12 cans. It was, it was bad. This was back when I was almost 300 pounds. I was living in Marion, Indiana. I was with my boyfriend of nine years at the time. And I only did it because he did it. And, but that right there, it was like, it was around me. I was involved in it. And so I wanted to make the change and he didn't, he still wanted to continue drinking like that. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like my body physically hurts to do this. And so (laughs) I uh, told myself, well, now that I have a freaking, you know, problem, I now have an addiction to this because I've basically been doing it for months at this point. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to break it. And back then the transition that God had me go through was just like that. Like I would start out with like, I basically narrowed it down. I started with like 10, like I allowed myself 10 because that's pretty much all we had to drink. And I wasn't really too big on water yet. So I would try to alternate um, between soda and lemonade. Like I would have that country time lemonade. Um, I know that sounds bad. Like it's still bad, but (laughs) the point was I was trying to wean myself off of the soda. And so I would alternate between that. And then the next week I would do like nine, And then the week after that, it was eight and so forth. And I just remember getting, it took almost literally about, I would say six to seven, if not eight weeks of before. Cause I remember I ended up challenging myself and pushing myself to quit earlier because now that I was getting more comfortable with it and I was like starting to switch over to the lemonade now, cause I remember like by week eight, I was already ready to be done with like, or down to like two sodas a day I basically got it down to one soda a day and then I got it to one soda every like Sunday when I moved back to Covington Indiana by that point I was so ready to you know just only have one soda a week and that was it and my goal has still been to eliminate soda I have not yet done this so (laughs) I've been working on this goal for about well a good while So yeah, like even stuff like that, like I'm still working on that. Um, I do really love soda, like Pepsi anyways, is like the main thing I'll drink. I grew up on Pepsi, so for me, it is a bit, way bit of a challenge to completely let go of that. So if that day ever comes, glory be to God, because (laughs) that's been a big challenge of mine. But anyways... The other transitions in my life have been things like, you know, time management, getting better about that, prioritizing, organizing. Um, thing, I have ADHD, so these are things that are a natural struggle for me anyways, but I don't let that stop me from living a, a better life. Like I don't, I've been learning to build a better life um, through God's grace and through his scriptures and through basically putting faith in him that when I don't understand something or that when I need to make a change that he's got me covered Um, even when it doesn't feel like it he really does and um, so with part three on transition on the size of your steps matters is just that like if you are if God's calling you to make changes he might only be asking you to take 
baby steps, not huge leaps of faith, like for everything, because that's exhausting. It really is. When you take a leap of faith, it's just that it is a leap of faith. You're leaping, you're using all your money, all your resources, all your time, your energy, your efforts. It is, it is literally all or nothing. That is what a leap of faith is. And you jump and you don't know, there's no guarantee that you're going to get to the other side. There's no guarantee that you're going to be caught. There's no guarantee that it's going to be very peachy and it's going to go very well. Okay. That's the whole point of a leap of faith is you don't know, but, (laughs) but there's a part of you that just knows that you got to take it. And sometimes God will put you in a position where when it's transition, um, I had to take a leap of faith just a little bit ago. Um, I didn't feel good and I had to call off work and from what I know, my points are really good, but it's going to put me further off with the people I work with. They're going to still continue to, you know, make comments and probably think that like, you know, I'm not a good worker or whatever, but that's where I got to take a leap of faith and just trust God that there's a reason he has me sick. There's a reason he has me the way that I am right now. There's a reason that things are not going exactly the way that I want them to. And I have to learn to be okay with that. And it, for whatever reason, because I literally called off like a few minutes before my shift started. And I was trying to, I mean, I had my full uniform on and everything. But there was just something in me that was like, I need to not go into work tonight. But if I do that, then I'm risking not getting the money that I need. I'm risking my reputation. I'm risking all this stuff. But for whatever reason, I just felt like God was really calling me to go get that x-ray, take care of what I need to for myself, and get into his word and rest. Just literally rest. Like that takes a lot because like, and here's the other side of transition. If you're doing too much and you're not really fully listening to what God's telling you to do, like right now he wants me to rest there's a reason for it. So if I start, like, I thought he woke me up earlier just so, uh, I could finish doing what I didn't get done because like I said, I didn't feel good. So like I was laying down and I fell asleep and I'm like, gosh, dang it. Like I'm kicking myself thinking again, I fell asleep, but God knows what's going on in my body that I don't. He knows I've, I have not gotten those test results back yet. I don't know what's going on, but he does. And a part of me is scared. I didn't want to get that x-ray. I don't, part of me doesn't want to know what's going on. Like, I mean, I do because at least then I'll know what's going on. But if it's something that's really bad, then that means it's a whole new battle and it's something that's scary. But God's going to be with me right there every bit of the way. And that's what I meant by a leap of faith. Like... I just have to do it. I have to get it done. And God kind of put me in a position where it was like, if you don't do this, then you're not going to know what's going on. It's going to cause more delay, more problems. So just do this for me and get it done. But of course, like if you're a real Christian, then you're going to understand this. Like you're going to have that tension between pleasing God and pleasing man, like pleasing others. And I, for the longest time in my life, have always struggled with pleasing others because I was a people pleaser. Like, 
back when I would party and stuff, I'd be the main person paying for most of the stuff. I would travel to go meet people. I would always like drop on a dime. Like I would be like the life of the party, like always like doing stuff for people and providing things and creating the parties and, you know, all this stuff. And it was fun for the most part until, you know, like some bad things happened and it wasn't fun anymore. And then again, I had to make transitions in my life. I was forced to make transitions. I was forced to make changes in my life because I wasn't making the changes that I needed on my own. And so that's another part of transition is that God gives us a choice. He gives us an option to make changes on our own. But if we don't, if we fail to do them, then it's like God has to set it up in our life to where circumstances have to come about in our life in order to get us to make those changes that are necessary to get us on the track that God needs us to be on. And I don't know if that makes sense, but that's basically how he broke it down to me. Um, And again, like when we're facing transitions, something that I've been learning in this season is that little is sometimes better than bigger because God can do a lot with a little. And I want to say there's a verse that's in chapter, I don't even know what chapter, but it's in Luke. And I apologize, I should know it, but... um, I think I even said this in one of the other part one or part twos, but if you're faithful in the little, then you can be faithful with much. And if God can trust you with the little, he can trust you with much. If you can trust God with the little, then you can trust God with the much. Like it kind of goes both ways. And so when God's asking you to make a change, you know, A lot of us get intimidated or freaked out or overwhelmed because we think about the overall goal. Like if someone's trying, like when I was 300 pounds and I was trying to get down to like almost 200 pounds, that's like a hundred something pounds. That's a lot to really think about on your mind of trying to lose. That's a lot to kind of make you almost want to give up because you're like, it takes like almost three to five pounds in one week just to lose that. And it seems like it's going to take forever to get there. But the whole point is, it's in the little. It really is. The biggest changes occur in the little. Um, The biggest breakthroughs occur in the little. And then as you be consistent and you stick with it over time, you know, you get better at things, you get stronger, you get wiser, and you start being able to do things Um, that you never thought you could do before and then it becomes a little bit easier and it becomes a little more natural and then before you know it you just you're doing it and it becomes your lifestyle I mean the same way that we create bad habits and patterns in our life and have certain behaviors you know like we can also do that with the good things in life as well and a lot of it just boils down to trusting God um, believing in yourself taking time that is required or needed to make that change and then even when you make those mistakes or you may you have some setbacks it's like pick yourself back up don't believe that you don't disqualify yourself too soon just because you don't see the changes that you want to see happen just yet don't disqualify yourself just because you know you're not where you want to be yet um all good things come from god above alone and all good things take time especially if you are making a change So just know that 
the size of your step matters because even if it feels like it's a hurdle that you have to, you know, go over or it's a mountain that you're climbing or if it feels like, you know, you're in a race and you're just like barely moving, (laughs) journey on. Just really, no matter where you're at, pick yourself up, take it to God, ask for forgiveness, ask for direction, ask for guidance, you know, really seek God's face and not just his hand, like seek his, um, comfort and seek his, um, his understanding because his ways of his ways and his thinking are a lot higher than ours. So maybe ask him to show you a different way to, um, approach the situation or to approach that person. Um, maybe should ask him to show you, uh, you know, how to handle this situation in a more godly way, because, you know, his way is going to be better than ours anyways. And, um, a man can plan his steps, but God directs them. So just because you have a plan in place, like how I've had plans, it doesn't exactly mean that, you know, it's going to go the way that you plan. It's going to go the way that God directs the steps. Um, and with that being said, that's why it's very important when it comes to steps, God may be only asking you to do the small steps. Like think about a ladder who has like a bunch of little tiny steps or even a staircase that has a bunch of little tiny steps. And then compared to a staircase that has like fewer steps but they're much bigger and wider and it almost seems like you have to really like almost do a lunge position just to like stretch your leg up just to get to the next step and that's what I mean the distance in between your steps and that's what matters is that in order to be successful in order to have that achievement in order to keep moving forward sometimes the only thing that you're able to do is make thousands of tiny little steps And that's okay compared to those hundred of big steps. Um, I would much rather take the thousand little steps because when you have a lot of steps you have to take, it's much easier to take the smaller steps than it is to continue to exert a bunch of energy and stretch constantly. Because remember how I described a leap of faith. It's all, it's all or nothing. It's everything. If you're constantly doing leap of faith after leap of faith after leap of faith. It is good that you're willing to do a leap of faith. But if God's not calling you to take a leap of faith on everything. Then that is why you're feeling depleted. That's why you're feeling so exhausted. That's why you're feeling like. Like you don't have any energy because you are literally taking just about every part of you, you know, from one level to the next. And God's like, would you slow down? I'm just asking you to take this little step here, little step there, little step here, little step there. And then once you've taken all these tiny little steps, when you look back, you'll be able to say, wow, I didn't realize I actually came this far. And it's because it won't feel like it. And that's the point is God doesn't want you to focus on how far you're stretching. He wants you to focus on the fact that you're serving him. He wants you to focus on the fact that you are literally trusting him with each step, no matter how big or small, and that you are um, 
or that even in the small that you're still trusting him even when it doesn't feel like there's any movement even when it doesn't feel like there's any changes or you can't see it or hear it or touch it or express it like God wants you to know that it's okay to take a bunch of small steps and don't let anyone and I mean anyone judge you for that because some of the things that God has us facing or going through especially some of the changes that we've had to make since COVID and everything it is a huge adjustment yes but it's the smallest steps with the largest amount of obedience that God's paying attention to you know some people think that when you show God obedience it has to be this um great level of leaps of faith and even though that may be true to an extent It's actually in the smallest mundane steps that we do on our daily lives that God also pays attention to as well. And it could be something as simple as like, this is what I mean by a small step. God may be asking you to make your bed every single day. So that way you feel better about yourself and your room. Okay, so that right there, you would think that that's such a small step. Like, why would God care about how I make my bed? It's like, okay, but here's a kicker. If anyone comes through your house or your apartment or wherever you're at, the fact is, is that if they were to come into your room, that bed is already prepared and made. That bed looks neat. That bed looks nice. That bed is ready to be used again. And it shows your character. It shows you and who you are from the get-go. And people do take notice of that. It's not that they're judging or anything. It's just, it's an observation. And God could be using that because again, how you treat yourself and how you treat your the things that you have, how you treat and how you manage and maintain your apartment, your house, your car, certain everyday life stuff, how you maintain your personal stuff in your life is pretty much how you're going to maintain things such as businesses and other opportunities and things like that. So what God's looking for is, can you be trustworthy in the little? Can you maintain the little because if you can maintain the little then you can maintain the much think about our bills you know a lot of us complain about our light bills and our electricity and our water um whatever our bill is for our our living expenses like in our own apartments and our houses but here's a kicker (laughs) is and this is i used to complain so bad about this until god brought this to my attention or the holy spirit did and he asked me because I complained about a $75 electric bill. And God's like, if you think this is bad, just imagine what it's going to be like if you have your own house paying for this. On top of that, a business, like another building somewhere that you're going to have to pay for. Because I want my own bakery. And so he's like, whatever it is now that you have, it's going to be doubled. So, um... Yeah, sorry, the Holy Spirit just brought something to my attention. I'm not going to share that right now, I don't think. But um, but basically what he's saying is it's like it's going to be um, it's going to be more. So like don't get freaked out about what you're paying about now because it's going to prepare you in your next season. It's going to prepare you later down the road. And even if you're someone who doesn't want to have a bakery or your own business, 
you don't know what God's going to throw in your life at some point. So like I said, depending on whatever bills you got or whatever you have going on that you have to pay for. And even something as simple as that, like um, when it comes to paying for things, if if you can be generous and pay for someone, if you go out to eat a lot, if you're someone who's like that, if you can pay for someone behind you and it's only like five or ten dollars, again, be faithful with little, be faithful with much, you know, God might be trying to bless you with a lot of money because he wants to see, you know, how generous you'll be with it. If you're a very generous giver now and you're using whatever little money you have now to, you know, go towards other people, whether you, um, have a whole lot of money to give or not, but you're still being responsible with your finances and you're, you know, paying what you need to pay for first. And if you have anything left over, you're still, you know, helping someone else out. God may trust you with $5 that you're going to, you know, pay for someone in the Burger King line or the Wendy's line. (laughs) And then you could walk into Walmart and pay for someone's $50 worth of groceries. And then before you know it, like if you, you know, going to church and whatnot, you may find out that someone is lost their job and they need a bill paid and you're willing to cough up $500 out of your savings to go towards someone's rent. But that right there, see how that increased $5, $50, $500. God's paying attention to this stuff. He really is. And that's what he's checking when he's looking at your, your baby steps. He's like, okay. Not only do I not want you to not be overwhelmed with what I have planned for you in your life and what I'm asking of you to make changes, because if he's asking you to put a lot more money in your savings account, he's not, he may not ask you to drop $500 all at once. And this is, this is actually a perfect example. Like he may be asking you to put $5 here, $5 there. And let's say over a year's time or a year and a half, you actually come up with about $500. So that is the, the obedience of just the act of putting $5 in the savings account alone shows God that, you know, you're being a good steward and you're trying to, you know, do things for the kingdom of God and you're taking those small baby steps. But this is where the leap of faith comes in is now that you've gotten $500, you might be thinking again, it's a savings account. So depending on what your perspective is with, for why God had you open one, you might be thinking it's for yourself. But see, God may have had something else in mind where he's like, no, I'm checking your heart and checking your faith this whole way through in this transition because I need you to learn how to save for yourself for later in the future. But for right now, to get you in the habit of it, to get you trained for it, I'm going to start you with $5 a week for a year. So you're putting $5 in week after week after week for up to about a year like, you know, he was leading you to do. You're being obedient. You're taking these small baby steps with your money because you could be someone that used to be really horrible with your money. And then boom, as soon as you hit that 500, let's say you get $550 in there. And as soon as you hit 550, you go to church on Sunday and someone stands up and they say that they lost, you know, their job and they don't know what they're going to do. And then now you feel God is leading you to take the money that $500 out of the $550 that you have in your account. And he's asking you, will you please give this to this woman or to this man? So now 
You see where I'm going with this? <laughs> now he's calling you to take a leap of faith. Because why? You've been trustworthy. You've been honest. You've been focused. You've been working hard. You've been obedient. You've been taking the small baby steps. And you're doing exactly what God's called and asked you to do. And you've done it faithfully and generously. And you've done it with a good heart. So you're doing this. And now all the money that you have in there just about, except for $50, God's asking for you to cover somebody else in his kingdom, whether it be their fault or not. He's asking you to cover this person's rent for that month. Now he's asking you for a leap of faith, but it's still a step that you have to take in order to show obedience. It's still a step that he's asking of you to grow and mature in faith. So now if you don't do it, not only will, you know, like if this is a, if this is really something that God was only causing, calling you to do, it could take literally four people to come up with that 500 compared to you who just has that one. Because if this was a position that God has called you to do, if this is something that he's been wanting you to do and you fail to do it because you're being greedy or selfish, or maybe you're not sure if you heard him right. If you're not sure you heard him right, ask for confirmation. Straight up ask for confirmation. And then um, if it's something that you're being selfish or greedy on, this is where, because it is, it's still a heart check. It's just at a higher level because now it's $500. It's not $5. It's 500. Cause in the back of your mind, you're thinking, God, like I saved up all this money just for me to turn around and give it away. That's worldly thinking, but it is common thinking. Jesus is probably going to tell you yes, because this money is God's money. It's not your money. It's God's. And God is, if you are a vessel, if you are a Christian, a true Christian, if you are serving God, it's not that this is going to be easy for you because it's a, it's a growth point. But what it is, is it's also, you know, God using you as a way to reach the lost and to reach other people who may have not experienced God's full grace yet. And that could be the part that you're playing. Not only is it teaching you to grow in your obedience and the steps that you take and to be faithful with with God, it's also teaching you and reminding you that God is a big God and he can use whoever he wants, however he wants to make a miracle happen. And this is the other kicker about money is that when God blesses you with a lot of money, see, you shouldn't just be blessed just to be blessed. When you get blessed like that to have a lot of money, you're blessed to be a blessing, which means you are to give back. You're, you are to give away. You are to be a generous giver. You are to, you know, fulfill the kingdom of God by reaching the lost, you know, and you're also supposed to take care of orphans and widows and really like help those who are homeless. Like the whole point of you having way more money is for you to uh, to reach those that can't really help themselves. Like God didn't, He doesn't want you to have a whole bunch of money just to have to yourself. Like it's also the same thing with wisdom. Like He doesn't want you to have a whole lot of wisdom 
and like the things that I'm doing right now and that other people are doing on their social medias and whatnot, that's what we're doing is God has given us so much wisdom, so much knowledge, so much understanding. It's pointless to just hold it in for ourselves. It really is. The whole point of us obtaining this knowledge, obtaining these experiences and everything is for us to, you know, release them back to God and give them back to people who may need it at a time when they do. Because just like us, we were lost once. We were without understanding at one point. We needed guidance. And if God has given us, you know, the ability to master that, then out of respect to God and being obedient and being a servant, it's to give that back to God in a way by giving it to his people through social media or writing books or, you know, doing podcasts, doing YouTube, like just getting the word back out and just helping. So I don't know who this is for, but what I can say is that I hope it really has helped you guys. Um, Because again, I'll just end that little story with the person choosing to give that $500 because not only is it going to make that person feel better and feel a sense of relief and a sense of grace, like God's grace, they're going to, their mind's going to be blown because again, this is how God can use you. And this is how it's going to be looked at like a miracle, because even though it was easier for you at some point to just come up with the 550 and you're giving the 500 to this, this older lady who you know lost her job, she may have not experienced God's grace in that way before to her. It could be a whole new level of God's grace for you. It's a whole new level of obedience and God always meets a need with a need. So just keep that in mind. And it's not about you. And just like, this isn't about me. Like this is always going to be bigger than you because God is a big, big God. And he's so great and so gracious and your steps matter. Okay. So I hope this, this really like helps somebody because, um, I don't think there's any more parts to this lesson. I think this is the final part, um, for sides of your steps matters, but it's just that like, if God's calling you to make certain changes in your life, um, to breaking habits, or if he needs you to save up money, or if he needs you to change with your, your attitude in any way, whatever it is that he's asking of you to make changes on or certain steps he wants you to take, just know it's always in the little that truly matters most. Um, the big stuff, yes, is still important, but at the end of the day, just do whatever it is that God's telling you to do. Be obedient, um, be open and honest with God and just, you know, allow him to work in your life the way that he's wanting to because his ways and his thinking are higher and better than ours and just know that if you are doing a bunch of little tiny baby steps and it feels like you're not making much movement or improvement or you're not really going as fast as you'd like to go it's okay like just stay right where you're at God's got you and give it time, but stick with what the pace that God has you in, um, unless he tells you otherwise, because like I said, just like that, that example of that older lady who 
you know, lost her job and she had no idea that people, and I've actually witnessed this. So this is why I was able to bring it up. But, um, you just never know who God is going to use and how he's going to use them. And sometimes when you think God is doing some, having you do something, you might think it's for yourself, but really it could be for somebody else. Um, God's always doing heart checks and he's always, um, directing our steps, but the size of our steps matters because he may be calling us to get somewhere that seems overwhelming, but he's only asking of us to do the most simplest little steps to get there instead of, especially if you're, you're climbing a mountain or you're climbing like just something like a huge task that it seems impossible. Even though God turns the impossible to possible, he can do it in a matter of seconds or in an instant. But for us, if he's wanting us to be the ones to turn the impossible to possible with him and he's wanting us to walk with him, it could just be a simple fact of us taking those little tiny steps day by day, moment by moment, hour by hour, prayer by prayer. And then over time, we're going to eventually look back and see how far we've come and realize that it literally was only because of Christ keeping us on the track in the pace that he wanted us, taking the size of the step that we needed to take to get us where we needed to be. And that's all I got for you guys. So I hope this really helped you. Um, Again, I don't know who this is for, but God just put it on my heart to share part three with you guys. And I really hope that you guys have an amazing Wednesday and just let God work in your life the way that he's wanting to. Okay. All right. Y'all have a good one. Bye.